Hello, and welcome to the Shipwreck Archive. Thank you. We're looking for the Cyndia Sails on Sand. Here we are. Enjoy! If one was to walk down the beachfront of Ocean City, New Jersey, in late 1901 to early 1902, they would have found a carnival atmosphere, and not due to the holiday season. People were flocking to the shore to see a shipwreck. Up and down the shore and throughout the city, people were selling pieces of wreck to the enthusiastic tourists. Three drivers had been hired to attempt salvage of the ship's cargo of Asian goods, but they were forced to compete with the locals who had already had a head start stripping the wreck. Her cargo of vases, silks, straw mats, and bamboo was all soon being sold in shops throughout Ocean City. The salvage efforts did come away with the cargo of camphor oil, which was soon sold to soap makers as Cyndia oil. Named Cyndia was a sure seller in a shipwreck-obsessed market. Up and down the beach, people brought out their paint boxes and painted the Cyndia as she lay upon the beach, looking almost as if she could sail away on the sand, if one ignored the fatal crack in her hull and her bottom, which had been ravaged on her trip up onto the land. It could be said that the Cyndia lived well past her lifetime. Her hull was still visible until the 1960s, and her masts only disappeared under the sands in the 1980s, making her a fixture of Ocean City tourist season for years to come. Soon, there would be postcards of her, perfect for the memorialization of your visit to the wreck, each one depicting her slow decay into the sands that would eventually cover her. Unlike many shipwrecks through history, there is no doubt about where it is that the remains of the Cyndia rest. The question that remains is how she ended up there. The Cyndia had come a long way. Originally built in Ireland by the shipyard of Harland and Wolfe, more famous for their construction of the Titanic, it was purchased by the robber baron John D. Rockefeller for international trade. Sailing from New York to Asia with trade goods, it was now returning to New York from Japan with a hull full of cargo. Indeed, though originally built as a coal-burning ship, the 329-foot British bark had been converted into a sailing ship to maximize cargo space. The engine had been considered to take up too much room. Though finally on the last leg of her lengthy journey, the Cyndia never made it home. In a snowy nor'easter, the Cyndia was blown onto a sandbar where she struck, her keel damaged beyond repair. Or at least, that is a version of the events. Captain Alan Mackenzie was far from a new captain. Indeed, this was to be his last voyage before retirement and it had already been announced that at the next time the Cyndia sailed, it would be under a new captain. Captain Mackenzie had been a merchant sea captain for 35 years by the time that the Cyndia found its way onto the beach of Ocean City, and while the weather had not been clear, many people did not understand how it was that such an experienced and respected captain could have lost his ship in such a way. Surely, a ship that had managed to round Brazil could also survive a nor'easter off the coast of New Jersey, unless something else was going on. The speculation at the time as to what had occurred on the ship that fateful night mostly involved the date and how close the crew were to home after a lengthy voyage. Wasn't it possible that the crew had decided on starting the Christmas festivities early and that they had been too drunk to save the ship when she found herself in trouble? That was certainly what the board of inquest into the wreck found. 
The captain and the officer who had been in charge of the watch that night found themselves with suspended licenses for a time on these grounds, with the inquest finding that they had been too drunk to properly serve their duty. This idea was hotly denied by the crew, however, who angrily protested that no one had been drunk on the ship at the time of the wreck. Shortly before his death, the last living member of the crew was asked about this theory again, and he retorted that there had not been enough alcohol on the ship to get a baby drunk. It is possible that he was trying to protect the honor of his now-deceased crewmates, or it is possible that there was something more going on. Several details make people raise their eyebrows about the whole incident. The trade routes between China and New York were well-traveled, and most ships traveled the same routes, hailing one another and trading news in passing. Only one ship off of the coast of Brazil reported having seen the Scindia at all. With the heavy sea traffic of this era, this has led some to believe that the Scindia was intentionally avoiding traditional sea routes to avoid being seen. The life-saving service of Ocean City, which pulled the crew all safe and well off of the stranded ship, made note that several other ships passed by where the ship had wrecked without incident. Ocean City was part of a major shipping lane, and the heavy traffic without incident that went past where the Scindia rested suggested to some that the storm was not so bad as to be suggested by the ship wrecking. Even more people questioned the report of her ballast load. According to the ship manifest, the ship had a load of manganese ore as ballast. This admittedly makes very little sense. Manganese at the time was cheaper and of higher quality in the United States. Why would such an astute businessman as Rockefeller choose a ballast cargo from China that he would not make a profit on? The answer might be in the sands under the beaches of Ocean City. On occasion, Chinese trade dollars have been recovered, and they are believed to have come from the wreck of the Scindia. Before the Scindia had gone to Japan, it had been to Shanghai, China. The Boxer Rebellion was coming to an end, and there were chances to make profit off of the instability and chaos. Silver Chinese trade dollars were being sold for next to nothing compared to their value in Shanghai, and rumor has it that there were no trade dollars listed on the ship manifest. Surely, Rockefeller was not the sort of man to miss such an opportunity. While now Ocean City is a bustling tourist city with a boardwalk and amusement park, in 1901, Ocean City was a very different place. Indeed, it was considered a backwater stretch of beach. Is it possible that the ship was wrecked intentionally? It is said that Rockefeller's men showed up unusually quickly to the wreck. Was the wreck expected? Were they able to smuggle off cases of silver from the hold before the authorities arrived? If this was the case, the avoidance of taxes and fees on the coins would have more than made the adventure and risk worth it. Even at the time of the wreck, it was a matter of common speculation that the ship carried treasures smuggled out of China deep in its hold. Many people believed that the salvage efforts had not been able to make it to the deepest parts of the ship, and who knew what amazing things had been taken from China, gripped as it was by rebellion and unrest. This speculation and dream holds true to this day. There are many people who still believe that deep under the sands of Ocean City lays a treasure that would be worth even more today 
than it was back in the early 1900s. Others dismiss this as a daydream. Even if the ship was run ashore intentionally, surely it had been arranged to get the treasure off the ship as quickly as possible. The later salvage operations had pulled off things such as bamboo and straw mats, which had been so worthless to them that they had simply thrown them into the ocean. If there was treasure, wouldn't it have already been recovered? Unfortunately, we might never know the truth of the matter. Captain Mackenzie took any secrets of the wrecking of the Scindia with him to the grave only a few months after his adventure on the beach of Ocean City. If you are interested in learning more, further details can be found in the book Shipwrecks of Ocean City by David J. Siebold and Charles J. Adams III. Thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting the Shipwreck Archives. See you soon.